Hello everyone, Mark here from Casting Through Ancient Greece, bringing you a teaser from the latest bonus episode over on Patreon. This one is titled, The Coming of the Greeks. If you like what you hear, and want to support the series, you can head over to Patreon to support Casting Through Ancient Greece, where you'll gain access to the full version of this episode, plus many others. Hello everyone, Mark here and welcome back to another bonus episode, The Coming of the Greeks. We have now spent a couple of bonus episodes looking at our first Bronze Age civilization, the Minoans. We are now going to turn to the civilization that was developing on the Greek mainland as the Minoans had reached their height, the Mycenaeans. We are also going to spend a couple of episodes looking into the areas around the Mycenaeans that we have briefly looked at in the series, but we will narrow in on an area and look with a little bit more detail. For this episode on the Mycenaeans, I'm going to focus on the notion that this civilization and culture was the early beginnings of what we could recognize as being Greek. As we will see, this will be a relatively new development in our understanding of the Greeks and their past. This would push back the coming of the Greeks further back in time and replace the literary traditions that was established around the Dorian invasion and what was seen to bring the Greek culture and language into Greek lands. We will cover the signs of the newcomers entering into Greece and establishing something different to what had been seen before in the archaeological record. This will overlap somewhat with what we have looked at when doing our episode on the Indo-Europeans. We will look at what the literary tradition tells us of the development of Greek culture through the Dorian invasion hypothesis. Then we will turn to what the discoveries were made to suggest the timeline for the coming of the Greeks should be pushed back further than what tradition tells us. So let's quickly refresh ourselves on the discovery of the Mycenaeans. For much of history in modern times, much time and thought has gone into trying to establish how far back the ancestors of the Greeks went back. A number of theories had existed based off of what was found in the epic poems of Homer and other writings of mythology, as well as what was found in the traditional accounts of the distant past given by the early historians such as Herodotus and Thucydides. Though, toward the end of the 19th and into the 20th century, new discoveries would provide tangible evidence to begin revisiting this question. In 1876, a man named Heinrich Schliemann, the archaeologist who uncovered the site of Troy and a link to the Trojan War, rediscovered the Bronze Age civilization who had inhabited mainland Greece. He had been digging on the Acropolis site of Mycenae, led there by accounts in the epic poems and myth. What he discovered appeared to be a society of great wealth, when he had uncovered the grave circles within the Acropolis full of riches. He would remove the golden death mask of one of the burials, kiss it, and later he would write to the king of Greece saying, I have gazed on the face of Agamemnon. It would later turn out that he had uncovered rulers of an earlier time in the Middle Bronze Age than what a historical Agamemnon would have lived. But nonetheless, Schliemann had rediscovered the Bronze Age society that had inhabited the Greek mainland. He would name them Mycenaeans, after the wealthy and powerful site of Mycenae. He would also claim, based off of Homer and other tales, to have discovered the ancestors of the classical Greeks. With Schliemann's discovery, the study of the Mycenaeans and their Bronze Age society had now begun, and new angles could be examined to try and answer the question around the coming of the Greeks. The traditional view of the classical Greek ancestors was seen to be in an event known as the Dorian Invasion, and something we touched on in the episode Collapse of the Bronze Age. 
The Dorian invasion theory was born out of how ancient historians, such as Herodotus and Thucydides, would refer to Greeks and the indigenous populations in Greek lands. As well as tales in myth, specifically the return of the Heraclidae, which describes the descendants of Heracles attempting to return to the Peloponnese to reclaim lands lost to their ancestors in the past. The Dorian invasion theory has evolved over time as more information has come to light, but in the beginning it was seen to explain the Greek language being introduced into Greek lands. The Dorians had been traditionally seen as sweeping into Greek lands conquering the indigenous population. These populations were referred to as Pelasgian, and we see Herodotus and Thucydides refer to them on a few occasions. Herodotus says when talking of Croesus' inquiries into who were the most powerful Greeks. The Spartans of Dorian ancestry and the Athenians of Ionian ancestry, these were the eminent powers in antiquity as well. The Athenians, a Pelasgian people, had occupied Attica and never moved from it. The Hellenes who became Spartans, however, wandered extensively. Herodotus talks of them wandering and then finally he ends with, they finally came to the Peloponnese, where they came to be called the Dorians. Thucydides talks of a time before the Trojan War, where the Greeks did not identify with a shared title. Before the Trojan War, there is no indication of any common action in Hellas, nor indeed the universal prevalence of the name. On the contrary, before the time of Helen, son of Deucalion, no such name existed, but the country went by the name of the different tribes, in particular of the Pelasgians. These Dorians would be seen to have dominated much of Greek lands and bringing with them a new language that would come to replace what the Pelasgians had spoken. Herodotus says here in regards to the Pelasgian language, I am unable to state with certainty what language the Pelasgians spoke. He then continues after speaking of Pelasgian settlements. The Pelasgians spoke a barbarian language, and so if the Pelasgian language was spoken in all these places, the people of Attica, being originally Pelasgian, must have learned a new language when they became Hellenes. So, the Dorian invasion in this context was seen to bring with it a new language, which would sweep through the lands of the tribes of the Bronze Age peoples. The Dorians would establish themselves and become the dominant culture with this new language taking over that of the Pelasgians. This theory would then explain how the ancestors of the Greeks had arrived and a point of origin for the Greek language and Greek culture. Though, as I said, what the Dorian invasion theory meant would evolve over time due to new discoveries. The conclusions it had about the coming of the Greeks would begin to be questioned towards the end of the 19th century of our time, as the past was being dug up and would show there was more to the story. Well, that's my teaser of what's happening over on Patreon. You can also find the full version to this episode, plus other episodes where I've been focusing on the very early history of Greece. These episodes have allowed me to look back to where my series started and focus on topics in isolation and in more detail than I had gone into before. I am also open to members helping drive the direction of these episodes with suggestions of what they would like to see covered. New episodes come out in the first week of every month and are exclusive to members to show my appreciation for their supporting the series. If you have also been enjoying the series and would like to show your support, you can head over to Patreon at the Casting Through Ancient Greece page. Alternatively, you can discover many ways to support the series over on my website at www.castingthroughancientgreece.com and click on the support the series button. Thank you for listening and supporting the series. I look forward to hopefully seeing you over on Patreon and engaging with you over there.